Hi, David Dennis here with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you for joining us today for a re-release of one of our more popular podcasts. This was initially released on August 22, 2020. Dr. Richard Spann shares some insights about the life of Enoch and how he walked with God. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome to Making Disciples Naturally with the Kansas Communities Ministry. My name is David Dennis, and I'm really happy you can join us today as we start year two of this podcast ministry. You know, the Bible says that Enoch walked with God. But just what does walking with God really mean? How can we do that on a practical basis? Today I'm joined by Dr. Richard Spann, former director of the Kansas Communities Ministry, as he shares some insight from his meditation on scriptures relating to the life of Enoch. This podcast is really packed with a lot of helpful information, so I've included a summary of what Dr. Spann teaches in the show notes included with this podcast. So I have with me today um, Richard Spann. Dr. Spann uh, is known to many of you. He was um, Kansas Communities Ministry Director for, I believe, uh, 27 years, and uh, we just look forward to hearing from him. He's written a series of... um, devotionals called Goads and Nails, and uh, I just really appreciate Dr. Spann's love for the Word and love for the Lord, so uh, I wanted to uh, welcome him today. Thanks for visiting with me. Well, my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity, Dave. And I remember we did some of those uh, some months ago, and I know you've done others, and it's a privilege to uh, kind of look again at some topics that you have in mind. Right. I've appreciated your uh, love for the Word, and uh, so I think recently you mentioned to me that you've been um, meditating on several several um, passages. Uh, first of all, the uh, the life of Enoch, and uh, why don't you just go ahead and tell us kind of what what the Lord's been teaching you through your study of of that uh, of his life. Well, thank you, Dave. I I was challenged in that area years ago when I heard Ray Stedman talk about Enoch and. He said that Enoch's walk was toward righteousness, and that he would walk every day with the Lord. And one day the Lord told him, he says, you know, Enoch, it's getting late in the day. Uh, We're closer to where I live than where you live. Why don't you go home and spend the night with me? Hmm. So that's what Enoch did. But Ray described that as as a walk toward righteousness. And I've been thinking about that for a number of years, and recently I read a sermon by G. Campbell Morgan in which he described four aspects of Enoch's walk by faith. One of those was what Ray Stedman mentioned, a walk toward righteousness. Secondly, he walked in agreement with the Lord. When we walk by faith with the Lord, we not only walk toward righteousness, but we walk in agreement. A third thing he mentioned was that uh, it is mutual trust in walking with someone else. And the fourth thing is we keep in step with them. And G. Campbell Morgan got me thinking about that with those four words. And so I try to do this every day in my uh, devotional time in the morning. Think about what it is to walk toward righteousness. Of course, it's his righteousness, not righteousness of our own. It's righteousness that has been granted to us through what Christ has done. And it's righteousness that through our faith in Christ is imputed to us. And as we walk with him progressively, uh, we experience his holiness, which is the imparting of the life of Christ. 
until such time as we are with him at that time, it will be righteousness that is implanted and we experience that as redemption. This righteousness is always by faith and I don't feel righteous in the morning. I don't feel righteous any time, but I do know that through what Christ has done, he has given me his righteousness. And so I look forward to the fact that I can, righteousness is something that can be expected. So I confidently expect that he will grant his thoughts, words, and deeds throughout the day. Uh, it's a righteousness that I can experience. He wants me to experience that. And when I do experience it, to realize that it came from him, not from me. There's a verse in Isaiah 26, 12 that says, uh, Lord, you established peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. I think he wants me to realize that, and each one of us to realize that the righteousness we experience is not ours, it's his. So it's not only a righteousness that I can expect, a righteousness that I can experience, and it's also a righteousness that he wants to express. He wants to express that to others, and that we can confidently be assured that that is his desire, to make the living Christ visible through us. Mm. And that is the goal, certainly, of the walk that is described. And in 1 Corinthians 1.30, it is said, But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who if God has made unto us wisdom, that is righteousness and sanctification and redemption. This wisdom that Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians 1.30 was a wisdom in contrast to the wisdom of the Corinthian people at that time. Their wisdom was worldly wisdom, but he was contrasting a godly wisdom, saying that godly wisdom is Christ, and that wisdom is, first of all, righteousness, Christ imputed, then sanctification, Christ imparted, and finally, redemption, Christ implanted. Hmm. And that uh, the psalmist described this, uh, a verse that I memorized years ago, Psalm seventeen fifteen. Uh, it says uh, that we can confidently look forward to the fact that uh, when we seek him, we shall be like him. And uh, uh, that, that is a challenging verse to me, that looking forward to the fact that I shall be satisfied, the psalmist says, I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. So the righteousness, which is the first part of the walk of faith, uh, is toward the likeness of Christ. Mm. The second word that challenges me when I think about walk is that it is in agreement. And to be in agreement with all that God has done for us on the cross and all that is done with the resurrection, the ascension and pouring forth the Holy Spirit, to agree with him that the old man is taken down into death, to agree that in me there is nothing of any value, never will be, uh, but only in Christ has he given me his, his life, his words, that divine nature that he wants to express through me. So I need to be fully in agreement with all that he says about me, all that he says about the world, all that he says about the past, it's gone, the future is in his hands, the present he is directing. So I think about that second word in agreement with all that the scripture says he has done. Hmm. And the third word is I think about uh, this whole aspect of walking by faith like Enoch did, 
and that is mutual trust. I think back to some comments again made by uh, G. Campbell Morgan at 1 Corinthians 1 9, uh, verse that's saying, God is faithful by whom you are called into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word for fellowship, uh, I understand, is koinonia. It's a word that means that we possess everything in common. And the two words that were suggested in one of his sermons were resources and responsibility. So if I walk in mutual trust with him, uh, that means that all of my resources uh, are committed to his responsibilities. And likewise, all of his resources are committed to my responsibilities. Mm. So we walk in mutual trust with resources and responsibilities. So as I look out in the world during my uh, walk with him, I look at my neighbors, I look at those within the church, within the business world. What are his responsibilities toward them? Uh, certainly that of redemption, certainly that of love, certainly to freely accept them and seek their good, no matter who they are. And all of my resources are to be placed at his disposal then to impact their lives. So in mutual trust with him, then I trust his resources to meet my responsibilities and I commit my resources to him to meet his responsibilities. Walking in mutual trust with God means I trust his resources to meet my responsibilities and I commit my resources to meet his responsibilities. Have you ever thought about what your responsibilities are and said to yourself, I just can't accomplish that. I can't go out on a limb and talk to that person about the Lord. He or she might look at me funny or reject me. I don't have the knowledge or time to invest in that person's life. They probably wouldn't be interested anyway. What do I have to offer? But when we recognize that the Lord Jesus has given us His powerful resources to meet the responsibilities He has entrusted to us, it then becomes doable. Join me next time as we'll learn more about the life of Enoch and how he walked in step with God. And we'll learn about the challenge of balancing our zeal and enthusiasm with our knowledge of how God wants us to proceed. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.